From the Whiskey Tangent Studios in Marlton, New Jersey, this is Whiskey Tangent News. Hey everybody, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, here with another episode of Whiskey News. Joining me as always is Scott. Hey everybody. And first time visiting us on the news, our good friend, the night who says neat, it's Jeff. So we're going to focus on industry news, as we always do, sports and entertainment, some science and technology stories, true crime, which is always our favorite. So mm. exciting. Then we'll go through all the new whiskeys that you can buy this month. And finally, what's coming up in March. And if you're a fan of the podcast, and I hope you are, you know damn right well what's coming up in March. <laughs> Foreshadowing, spoiler alert, <laughs> it's whiskey madness. That's right. But Scott will go into details of what we're doing. Right. All right. So it's February 2023. And here's all the news that's fit to drink. In industry news from Whiskey Advocate, the Kentucky Bourbon Trail tops 2 million visitors. Mm. The Kentucky Distillers Association, also known as the KDA, reported this week that the Kentucky Bourbon Trail saw a total of 2,135,555 visitors in 2022. All but five? Yeah. That's how many visited my pleasure trail. Last year. So 2,135,550 people visited your pleasure. No, no, none of them. Just the five. Oh, just five. Right. All right. I see. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. (laughs) This was a 38% increase from 2019 and a 370% increase over the past 10 years. Created in 1999, the main trail currently comprises 18 distilleries, which drew a combined 1.4 million visitors with the 24 distilleries on the craft trail tour, making up the rest. According to KDA Research, trail tourists are trending younger, visiting in larger groups, and each spending between $400 and $1,200 during their stay. Mm. Furthermore, 70% come from outside the state, which brings in over $9 billion and generates more than 22,000 jobs Mm. for Kentucky. In October 2022, the KDA launched its Book Now Bourbon Later (laughs) social media campaign that encouraged visitors to plan their trip in advance, as most distilleries are now requiring reservations due to the overwhelming increase in tourism. Mm. For more information on planning a trip, including a variety of pre-built itineraries, you can visit kybourbontrail.com. Yeah, visits to my trail generate a few jobs also, if you know what I'm saying. And there's KY involved. Right, and a few jobs, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) You know, that I'm handy with. I mean, Jeff did the bourbon trail. Yeah, and it's true. My best advice is if you're going, book months in advance. Months don't, in advance. don't expect to just be able to go up and knock on the door right. of Angel's Envy. <laughs> hey, let me in. in. Let me in. Yeah, to do your homework. Well, you it was kind go. of funny. The yeah. three of us had talked about going to the bourbon trail this last summer. We talked about it. We talked about it, but we just never got it together. And all of a sudden, Jeff's like, yeah, I'm in Ohio. I'm basically on my way. <laughs> I couldn't wait for you to anymore. I got some other guys. So I'm like, good for Jeff, because we were definitely dragging that. It's true. We he didn't feel bad at all. Yeah, Jeff like, was like, yeah. I'm just going to go without yeah, you guys. Like, I'm texting you from Indiana. <laughs> So there'll be no confusion of how you're not coming with me. Right. So the second story I have also from Whiskey Advocate, Woodford Reserve promotes new master distiller. Mm. Brown Foreman has announced a major leadership change that's been a nearly a decade in the making. Mm. Assistant master distiller Elizabeth McCall will be replacing Chris Morris as master distiller at Woodford Reserve. McCall is the third master distiller in Woodford's 26-year history and the first woman to step into the role. She began her career at Brown Foreman in 2009 as part of the research and development department and from there worked her way up 
the ranks becoming master taster at Woodford in 2015 and then assistant master distiller in 2018. McCall's primary interest is in creating innovative new grain recipes, which led her to build strong relationships with local farmers mm. and invest more in Kentucky agriculture overall. Not only has she created mash bills calling for the red heirloom corn grown in the state, she's also been a driving force behind bringing rye back to Kentucky farmlands. Right. People have to realize that rye is more famous for being from Pennsylvania and New York. Yeah. Not that Kentucky doesn't have rye, because of course it does. And Indiana has more rye than Kentucky, too, mm. I think, as well, really, mm. if you just go to MGP generates. And of course, Canada is known for its rye as well. Yeah. So, so Kentucky has rye by default, but it certainly is not a leader in rye whiskey. And it was, but that's because Prohibition killed all the, the distilleries outside of Kentucky. Right. And now we see, like Scott and I have talked about since we did our first whiskey it's taken about 100 years, but we see the whiskey industry back to where it was before Prohibition killed all of the smaller and innovative and fun distilleries that were out there. Yeah. So on one of the whiskey episodes just this past January, where we did the Russells, and the Russells really don't focus on rye. They have a couple rise of yeah. course but yeah. now with the grandson coming on board i think maybe they'll do more rise maybe focus on yeah. that a little bit more mm-hmm. the last industry news item that i have is from globalnewswire.com worldwide whiskey that's hard to say try that again worldwide <laughs> you bitch <laughs> worldwide whiskey market will dramatically increase by decades end. <laughs> well, that's a tough one <laughs> isn't it according to polaris market research studies have revealed that the global whiskey market size and share are expected to generate revenues of 146 billion dollars in 2030 rising from the 83 billion seen in 2022 that's an increase of 7.3 percent year over year and an overall increase of over 75 percent Fueling this growth is the rising demand for blended whiskey and super premium drinks, primarily in the U.S., U.K., France, and Canada, as well as an increased number of nightclubs, pubs, restaurants, and distilleries globally that sell and create whiskey. North America witnessed the highest market share in recent years. In your face, world. America. (laughs) America. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Drinking whiskey better than you can. And is anticipated to continue its dominance with the Asia-Pacific region experiencing the fastest growth due to rising consumer spending power coupled with the increasing adoption of Western culture by youngsters in India, China, and Indonesia. Other factors include the rising number of innovations in whiskey products, including new flavor whiskeys, which we highlighted in episode 59 with Jeff, the development of more sophisticated online retail portals, which we advocated for in last year's whiskey entry on the secondary market, the growing popularity of wheat whiskey segment, see episode 57, Mm. A rise in consumer attention for premium level spirits, which we cover in nearly every news episode, and the enduring worldwide popularity of scotch, which we don't do enough of. No. (laughs) But. (laughs) Even just like. But, you know. I I love scotch. Do you? I do. Oh, all right. Yeah, Shane. (laughs) Oh, you're a swell, huh? You're a swell, see? Huh? Okay, so in sports and entertainment news. From ladbible.com, Conor McGregor parodies Steve Jobs while unveiling a new Proper 12 whiskey. In a video released this past week on Instagram, Conor McGregor dressed up as the late Apple founder and tech entrepreneur Steve Jobs as part of a new ad campaign that introduces their new whiskey, Proper Number 12's Irish Apple. How do you dress up with Steve Jobs? What do you just wear? Like a, a black, black turtleneck. Ex- exactly. <laughs> Wearing a black turtleneck shirt yes. and round silver framed glasses, McGregor spoke about the new whiskey as uplifting music played and fake crowds clapped in the background. Ladies and gentlemen, he said somberly, What a dick. Every once in a while, while a revolutionary product comes along that changes everything, there is no it's other... It's apple whiskey. <laughs> I know. You're not curing cancer, Connor, you schmuck. <laughs> I know. 
There is no other apple liqueur that tastes like this. It's a bit of Irish apple magic that can only come from a storied distillery. Whatever. Although the skit was a hit with some, most commenters were busy coming up with new names for the UFC champion, like Connor McJobs, Connor <laughs> iMac Gregor, and my personal favorite, Steve Jabs. <laughs> but as McGregor goes on to say, proper number 12, Irish apple comes in several convenient bottle sizes and is available for weddings, funerals, fight nights, and a round of shots with your mates. Best of all, it's on shelves right now, just in time for St. Patrick's Day. How do you like them apples? Hmm. <laughs> and perfect for Passovers. <laughs> for Passover, for passing over. I'm sorry. What am I thinking of? The Jewish holiday? No. No. If you're Jewish and you turn 13, you oh, bar mitzvah. Oh, bar mitzvahs. Thank you. Oh, right, of course. Of course, sure. Right. I mean, because we always encourage people to drink <laughs> when they become a teenager for the first time. We do. We're very <laughs> famous for that. So what he's saying is you shouldn't drink proper 12 if it's your bar mitzvah. But with this new apple flavor, <laughs> by all means, take your first shot. The second story that I have in sports entertainment from whiskeyriff.com, an old video surfaces showing Elon Musk drinking whiskey on top of a Tesla building. All around wacko, Elon Musk is no <laughs> stranger to doing strange and interesting things. I hear he has to charge for 12 hours a night. Go ahead. Wow. Be it launching rockets into space, making electric cars, smoking weed with Joe Rogan, or offering to fight Vladimir Putin. But in a video from 2017 that surfaced this month, the tech billionaire can be seen doing something arguably cooler, standing on top of a Tesla factory with several employees drinking whiskey, roasting marshmallows, and singing the Johnny Cash classic Ring of Fire. That's not cool. Uh, well, maybe, maybe it's not. He said cooler. Cooler. Cooler than firing 4,000 people, whatever he did. Uh, yeah. Musk has been in the news a lot over the past year, what with his financially dubious decision to buy Twitter for no reason and sending questionable tweets almost daily, coupled with a recent admission that he doesn't even own a house. That's right. One of the richest men on the planet sleeps in his friend's guest rooms whenever he's in any given town. So if you happen to encounter him, you know, sleeping on your cousin's couch or something, <laughs> and you feel like tossing back a dram with him, just don't get too drunk or he may convince you to be the first person to put a chip in your head and possibly end up interfacing with AI in a whole new way. What is it, Yasser Arafat? Remember when Yasser Arafat was leader of the uh, PLO, he would stay in a different house every oh, night. Like, yeah. he would never sleep in the same place twice Because he was so in afraid a row. of his life. Yeah, 20 yeah. years from now, we're going to be digging Elon Musk out of a spider hole somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like Saddam Hussein? <laughs> All right, so, in science and technology news... From the Jerusalem Post, Scottish company makes skincare products using whiskey. Natural mm. skincare company Zaza and Cruz is yeah. using antioxidants derived from whiskey to develop luxury skincare products with the expertise of researchers from the School of Pharmacy and Life Sciences at Robert Gordon University in Aberdeen, Scotland. Mm. Using samples of the Glen Wyvis distillery in Dingwall, Scotland, researchers found that polyphenols and nutrients extracted from whiskey can reduce inflammation, ease redness, and protect the skin from damage caused by free radicals yeah. in the environment. Funny, whiskey helped me one time like that. I drank too much whiskey and I fell into a mud pile. Mm. Oh, my face is so supple now. Did it? Did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Did that did actually yeah, happen? Yeah, like, look, like, it was a little facial. You know, not the fun Asian porn type. Jesus but. <laughs> oh, not the bukkake facial. <laughs> but, but actually gotcha. a mud pack. Right. Which is the name of the next Yamazaki. Uh, <laughs> the Yamazaki bukkake? <laughs> 18 year 18 year 18 year has to be 18 that's right alright so the idea that's of right. using spirit derivatives in skincare products actually originated with a Japanese company mm -hmm. in the 1970s that proved that the sake yeast fermentation byproducts had beneficial effects on the skin however according to the university this new project is believed to be the first time whiskey byproducts have been used to investigate antioxidant capacity on human skin cells mm. I mean would you rub whiskey on your face didn't you throw whiskey in your face just last week Scott <laughs> 
I threw whiskey you in my mouth a lot. You went to take a drink and didn't it like splash up on your oh, face? It did. Yeah. <laughs> Almost yeah. went in your eye. I, I missed my mouth. Yeah, it was like, oh, yeah. that's why my skin is so nice. Yeah, right. That's, I was going to say the left side of your face looks glowing right now. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So from Breaking Bourbon. North Carolina Distillery announces plans for a literally out-of-this-world whiskey. This is really cool. In conjunction with SpaceX, Bank of America, and the West Virginia Great Barrel Company, the Mystic Farm and Distillery located in Durham, North Carolina, has announced plans to create a product called Mystic Galaxy, which, when finished, would likely be the rarest spirit ever produced, a 45% weeded bourbon aged for one year in space. In space. In space. The barrels for space aging will be selected from their existing stock that is at least three years old, but recoopered with special features and materials designed to survive the rigors of launch, orbit, and re-entry. Pre-sales require, ready, a $75,000 deposit, which includes exclusive access to an app that displays real-time mission data, tickets to the distillery's exclusive launch and re-entry parties, and two bottles of the literally space-aged whiskey, a handcrafted 750-milliliter glass and aluminum bottle packed in a custom-fitted aluminum flight case, and an extra 50-milliliter bottle for tasting so you won't have to open the larger bottle. To learn more, visit mysticgalactic.com. I'm a big fan of rear entry. Re-entry, oh, not rear oh, entry. Oh, sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, on a good night, we can do that, too. You know, if you give me a chance to recover, have, maybe have a sandwich. Oh, my God. Okay, so the last story in the science and technology. From the Mirror UK, a Great Lake shipwreck of whiskey and gold could soon resurface. On December 7th, 1854, a vessel called the Westmoreland was lost in a storm during a fateful trip on Lake Michigan, taking with her an estimated $16 million in gold in today's money, 280 barrels of 19th century whiskey and 17 souls to the bottom of the lake. Discovered in 2010 by shipwreck hunter Ross Richardson, the time might finally be right to bring up the treasures contained therein, but he needs a permit to do so since no treasure can be brought up from wrecks in the Great Lakes without one. Said Robertson, a regional distillery is extremely interested in salvaging the whiskey since the genetic makeup of corn was much different in 1854 and may have had a different taste to today's corn. Okay, so something that's been underwater for how many years? Yeah, uh, 1854. Yeah. 170 years? 170 years? I don't know. I so know. My problem right. is it's a wood barrel and not... Exactly. And right. Not, it could all be waterlogged. They yeah. could have broken open during the I sinking. Mean, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, we found sealed bottles. That would be different. Yeah. If glass would hold it in. Yeah. But I don't think the wood can sustain that. It Maybe not. But if it did... It tastes like water. It's like, <laughs> this tastes like lake water. It's lake water rye. <laughs> lake water rye. $65. No. <laughs> $100 a bottle. Thank you. Right. $700 a bottle. All oh, right. This whiskey's been in the barrel 170 years. Are you kidding? Yeah. Tater alert. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my true crime story. Oh, yeah. So this is one that's not necessarily funny. Sometimes we do funny ones on true oh, crime. This one's going to make you a little mad. Oh, shit. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So from the New York Times, Oregon liquor officials accused of hoarding rare bourbon. Hmm. Over the past several years, bourbon aficionados have watched Pappy Van Winkle bourbon become a highly coveted status symbol akin to a Rolex watch, a Ferrari, and a Birkin bag, with bottles regularly selling for thousands of dollars on the secondary market. Well, yeah, all across the country, not just Oregon. Exactly. But an internal investigation found that six top officials at the Oregon Liquor and Cannabis Commission had requested that bottles of Pappy Van Winkle being held as part of the state's warehouse safety stock, which is intended to replace bottles broken in transit, be diverted to a liquor store near the commission mission's office so that they could buy them at market prices before the general public could even know they were available. Wow. Yeah. 
Said Nino Kilgore Marchetti, editor-in-chief of the Whiskey Wash, the fact that these high-level individuals have essentially been hoarding these bottles on the side is offensive, and it makes bourbon drinkers wonder, is the system fixed, and will I ever get a bottle of what I want? Right, it's I, definitely fixed. For now, officials still have their jobs, but Oregon's governor has asked the agency's board of commissioners to remove them on the grounds that they violated several statutes that prohibit public officials from using confidential information for personal gain. Fuck those guys stealing whiskey for themselves, not telling people just because they have a high level position. That is the height of corruption is what everybody fucking hates about politics. But tell me if Jeff was a commissioner, we would be like, Jeff, where's the patch coming out? <laughs> he was like, all oh, right. Uh, I mean, Fred's liquor store on Tuesday. I feel like that's different. Right. <laughs> because yeah. he's not getting it, but, but he's telling no, these, us. But oh, these guys that. are drinking Pappy. But, you know, the shit that we've drunk oh. is better than it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pappy is way over From this right. podcast, from yeah. my friends at Canals and Tomars. And Jeff's 375 bottles. Yeah, the, the, all the <laughs> bottles in my cave of wonder. Yeah, we're already planning. It's all Jeff's vault. He's the next one in the vault series. Probably Ritley coming went, in April. Yeah, right. Well, we're definitely recording it in April. It probably won't come out till May. So stay tuned. Why do you have to defy me on air? <laughs> defy you? Fred! <laughs> like anyone's going to remember this in April and maybe no, like, hey, no. Ed said it would be out already. No. <laughs> right. Ed said it would be out back in February. Like anybody's remembers. We're all drunk. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's enough for the news. Here's all the new whiskeys you can buy this month. So the first one is the A. Smith Bowman Cask Strength Bourbon, batch number two. This actually came out near the end of December, but is apparently a wider release now, and mm -hmm. I, I didn't do it back then, sorry. It's 144.5 proof. That's Jesus. unnecessary. It's insane, right? It's 10 years aged. The mash bill is not disclosed. The tasting notes are cherry, caramel, creme brulee, and maple on the nose, blackcurrant, plum, cocoa nibs, molasses, and oak on the palate, and dry oak, leather, maraschino cherry, and toasted brown sugar on the finish. 275? The MSRP is 100. Wow. Hundred for a ten-year whiskey that's one hundred and forty-four proof. Yeah. Oh, I would buy that. To I would try buy that. it too. Fuck yeah, I would try. And, it. and no, we didn't really like the Isaac Bowman. No. But I think this might be no, good. I mean, that we can't live on that one no, distillery. We can't for that one shitty bottle. For all we know, yeah. that bottle was bad. I, we don't know. I mean, we're talking to Christopher Davies from the Global Whiskey Competition that's coming out soon. He said that they sent two bottles because sometimes one of them they've got corked or they taste wrong, and so yeah. if it scores lower than it has in the past, he'll break open the second bottle and make everybody retry it and see if it's a bottle yeah there's a bacteria or a fungus that can attack cork and if that cork is in your whiskey bottle then it can turn but your whiskey god am i brave enough to buy another one to find out if no, that's the case no, i don't no. think I let's think, buy this one instead yeah i think i'll yeah. be on my deathbed i'm like spoon it into my mouth oh my god, oh my god it's still terrible and then i died <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. So the next one is the Bernheim Barrel Proof Wheat Whiskey. Yeah, I saw that coming out. So Bernheim Barrel Proof will be a nationally allocated product released in batches twice a year. This one is A223, which uh, A is the release, 2 is the month, and 23 is the year. It's 51% wheat, 37% corn, 12% malted barley, which is their regular Bernheim wheat mm. mash bill. It's aged seven to nine years. Its proof is 118.8. The MSRP is $65. I would, I mean, for 65, I would try it because we really hated the regular one, but yeah. I feel like we got to give it another chance. I mean, seven to nine years and that proof level, yeah. I'd spend 65 for sure, it. Sure, sure. And right. if it doesn't work, we could just pour it all our faces and just. <laughs> That's right, and moisturize ourselves. <laughs> I tried that when I was at Heaven Hill. Oh, the it, barrel proof, did you? Yeah, it was very good. It was not as good as the Larceny uh, the barrel, proof. barrel Proof. Oh, right. So let's just. The money but it was still okay. delicious, so I would I would definitely get that. Awesome, we got insider information. Yeah. Nice. 
All right, so the next one I have is Broken Barrel Los Angeles Distillery Collaboration Collection. This collaboration saw the two companies select three weeded bourbons aged five or more years in new charred Hungarian white oak, which is apparently denser than American oak. It's around 130 mm -hmm. proof. It's 51% corn, 49% wheat. It's 80% Hungarian wine cask staves. You know, they do their oak bill. Right. And they're 20% ex-single malt staves. It's mm -hmm. 110 bucks. Maybe Gabe's Hungarian because he's denser than we are. <laughs> shade. What, do you think you're going to get through the news without getting mentioned, Gabe? <laughs> and shaded on? Oh, my God. Are you listening, Gabe? <laughs> I think Gabe is always listening. Is there anybody in there? In there, in there. Just like if you can hear me. Hear me, hear me. Are you dense Hungarian? <laughs> <laughs> Give Gabe a chance to correct his car and get back off the shoulder and... As he's raging, as he's driving and raging at God me. God damn it, and Jesus Christ! Don't worry, jackknife somewhere. <laughs> right, I know. I want to point out that Gabe's a trucker, which is just one letter away from what I refer to him as. Go mm. ahead. Take away the T, add the F. Right. Yeah, well, that would be frucker. <laughs> right, that's right. <laughs> I have a little list when I drink. Yeah. All right. So the next one we have, um, Buchanan's Pineapple Scotch. Oh. This is weird. So this is the distillery's first flavored spirit, a mix of the regular blended scotch with flavors of pineapple, citrus, and other natural flavors. It's 70 proof and it's cost 30 bucks. Mm. That sounds terrible. <laughs> oh my God. That Honestly. scary. As Scotland continues to search for their own version of Fireball. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. It's a terrible pineapple whiskey. This is just the worst idea. I don't understand. Cut this, but on his birthday, Scott likes to put a pineapple's ass and be pineapple Scott. <laughs> Instead of pineapple scotch. Right. It's pineapple <laughs> Scott. I don't know. I might keep that in. Hello. I might keep it in. You got to watch that spiny end. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch the spines. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so yeah. let's move on to that. We got four more. Heaven's Door Bootleg Series, Volume yeah. 4. Mm. The latest edition in Heaven's Door Bootleg Series is an 11-year-old weeded bourbon that's finished in Islay Scotch casks for nearly a year. It's 111 proof. It's $500 MSRP, and it comes in that classic ceramic bottle that they do for that series. Ed, you told that story where you tried it. Right. The one I had was the one with the, you know, I can't pronounce the Japanese wood. Oh, the Mizunara oak. Right, the Mizunara right. oak. That was like a $600 bottle, yeah. so yeah. All right, so the next one, oh, our old friend, Larceny Barrel Proof. Their A123 is out. It's 125.8 proof. Mm, that's hot for them. Yeah, 68% corn, 20% wheat, 12% malted barley, 68 years aged. Mm -hmm. Tasting notes, strawberry tea and sugar cookies on the nose. More strawberry with caramel, nutmeg, and cinnamon on the palate. Short but rich finish with caramel and oak. The MSRP is 60, but good luck finding it for that. I did once last year, remember, a total wine. For 60? Yeah. And then I oh, that's right. And I also found one last year, three months earlier, for 112. Yeah. So that's the range that you're going to find. It. Yeah. So the next one is M&H Art and Craft Doppelbach Beer Cask Whiskey. Mm. This is the first release from a new distillery in Israel. Mm -hmm. A single malt that's entirely aged in barrels that previously held Doppelbach lager from an Israeli brewery. The cask held the beer for six months and then were refilled with single malt, which aged for three years. It's 117.6 proof. Citrus, wildflowers, and golden apple on the nose. Toffee, tobacco, dark chocolate, orange, marzipan, and green apple on the palate. Right, and and also on the finish. Uh, ripe banana, mint, red apple, cocoa beans, and on the finish. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we have to cut. Read that all again. Oh, no. Read all that without me saying anything. Go ahead. No, you were in between. It's fine. Oh my God. Are you sure? Yeah. 
and biscuits on the finish. Mm. <laughs> now people are going to wonder why we're laughing at biscuits. Because uh. <laughs> we cut out something. We cut out all the stuff that made it that whole thing anti right. But we're not anti We're not. So, uh, and I have to cut that too. So. <laughs> right, if you say you're anti you're halfway there to being anti Right. <laughs> All right. So the MSRP is 120. So what do you think about Israeli distilleries? I mean, I don't know of any Israeli distillers at all. That's the first time I've ever heard of one. I think maybe we have a few listens in Israel. I don't know how many overall we have. I could have looked it I up. I would say with all due respect, it's another thing for the Muslims to be mad about. I would say the <laughs> producing of alcohol in the West Bank would probably, That's right. probably piss off some Palestinians. It, it, it might. And I mean that with all sincerity. Right. Okay. So the last one I, that I have is the Michter's Celebration Sour Mash 2022. So this originally launched in 2013. This is the fourth iteration and the first since 2019. Yeah. The 2022 edition is a blend of seven barrels, three Kentucky straight bourbons and four Kentucky straight ryes, ranging in age from 12 to 30 years. It's 112.8 proof. I didn't find any tasting notes. The MSRP is $6,000 because there's only 328 bottles. Well, yeah, because you said seven barrels. Yeah. That seems like a very small amount of whiskey for seven barrels. 30 years old is one of the higher. Oh, you think it evaporated yeah. a lot. Yeah. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Think about how joyous we were when they barreled that. We were like 25. Oh, we were I know. spry. 25 is an adorable age. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> we were so cute back then. Even Jeff was We cute. still had dreams and stuff and <laughs> believed in love. They, they want us to like fund their war effort. What's going on with that? Wow. No, no, this isn't Israel. This is, this Mick- is Michter's. This is Michter's like a... <laughs> <laughs> the war on sobriety and financial responsibility, Holy maybe. shit. Okay. All right. So the last thing that we do on the podcast is what's coming up in the next few weeks. So this is a bit of a different schedule, as Ed alluded to in the intro. Next week on the 24th, we're doing the bonus short, the Romulan Ale Rye, and hopefully doing the chief innovation officer slash partner interview. On Monday, the 27th, we have a strange release, our special preview of our Whiskey Madness 2023, which will highlight maybe a couple of the whiskeys and tell you how we're doing the the brackets. And then, of course, the first four Fridays in March, the 3rd, the 10th, the 17th, and the 24th, will be our Whiskey Madness Tournament 2023. 16 whiskeys in a bracket tournament to see which one is the winner. So the last Friday in March, the 31st, we're doing our last call recap episode of the last six months, the winter 2023, that is. And the first Friday in April, we're switching things up a little bit because we weren't able to do the news because March is jam-packed, so we're going to do on the first week of April, the March slash April news, and we'll be right back here giving you all the news that's fit to drink. That's right, and so we'd like to thank Jeff for coming out today. Thanks, Jeff. And he's still sitting here with a blue tongue from the rhyme and the rye. He's been drinking the whole time, and uh, once again, for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Ed. I'm Scott. And I'm Jeff. Cheers, everybody. Later. Later.